Welcome back to the Swingman Podcast. As ever, I'm your host, George St. Ledger. And as always, I'm joined by Louis Halpin and Lewis Howard. Uh, podcast number 54. And today we're, we're talking about the Lakers. They've finally done it. They've won the chip. Myself and Lewis back the Lakers all year. We were right. One person in this group wasn't right. They were back in the Clippers. Mm. They were repping PG-13 for days. <laughs> Louis I, I definitely <laughs> wasn't repping PG-13. <laughs> I yeah. mean... Go on. If I was overstating anyone, it was probably the depth. Well, I mean, I also probably Kawhi over LeBron. That's maybe more of a question in my mind now. I was fully on the Kawhi train after last year, but maybe a bit too early. And maybe I, we should have given, or I should have given LeBron that damn respect he so craves. Very serious post-game interview. Mm. Probably crack a smile at least, but uh, supposedly not. Um He's what obviously think, just not a fun guy like Kawhi, mate. Yeah, it's true. I mean, what I think I will do <laughs> next year going into things is um, I'll look at the teams where there are too many good players because we've had two years of this now. I've had like the Celtics, when, you know, when Kyrie and Golden Hayward got back. Um, and I think, that, and then the Clippers this year when there's, they had that team that took the Warriors to six and then got Ky- Kawhi and PG. I think there is a, a trend here of like having too many people wanting too many things. And obviously, they didn't have the right leadership in that team. Quite frankly, I don't think Kawhi's a yeah. great leader in that regard. But you know what? Fair play yeah. to the Lakers. They fully deserve this championship. And it should be about them. It shouldn't be about my wrongdoings and you know, and the, the Clippers' wrongdoings either. Yeah. I mean, I got, as, as George said, I predict the Lakers. I've got a myriad of things wrong in the playoffs. I predict one right. Lakers to win. And congratulations to LeBron James, Anthony Davis, mm-hmm. all the Lakers lot. And, uh, yeah, I, I can't say I'm surprised. I don't think anyone was surprised. Maybe surprised at how it went down, which we'll get into. But overall, yeah, uh, what, what can you say other than 17th year? The man, the man has definitely still got it. Yeah. I mean, it was in no doubt for me that he still has it. It was a case of that people were... Like yourself, Louis, and our resident Max Kellerman, perhaps, of that. Yeah, I mean, Kawhi obviously had a great year, but LeBron wasn't there to defend his crown. And obviously, he's returned and he's, he's claimed what was rightfully his. So, um, I think the thing that I was a bit surprised at was that I thought Kyle Kuzma going into this would be the, the third option and be that kind of fringe player for the Lakers. And I don't think I could have been even more wrong than that. Um, you, you saw the likes of uh, the. Rondo went under the radar of so many people and it's quite a disrespectful thing to mention perhaps then that no one really even considered him as being anywhere near realistically as that third, fourth, or even fifth option for the Lakers. I don't think season. I don't think that was disrespectful because throughout his two years with the Lakers, he has been atrocious. Like I, I'm not like overstating that. Literally every game is like Lakers fans didn't even particularly like yeah, him until it, we got to this point and he yeah. was just great. It's clearly yeah. uh, it's clearly a case of kind of saving yourself for the playoffs and perhaps at 
if if the Lakers had made the playoffs last year, we perhaps might have seen Rondo at his best or what his best is right now. But um, anyway, it was it was something that was a surprise to me to see Rondo do this, and um, also a surprise to see how bad Kuzma was in in that aspect. Um, and just kind of seeing some of the, the Lakers bigs like Dwight Howard and and JaVale McGee didn't play that much minutes, but they were always good when they came on the floor. Um, KCP was good for the Lakers as well. I think he shot the most threes in Laker history in playoffs as well this year. I don't know if I'm 100% correct with that, but I remember seeing some stat along the lines with KCP and in Lakers all-time history and three points shot and made. So, um, but I mean, at the end of the day, it's, it, it's, it's easy to look at it now in hindsight and hindsight's always a wonderful thing to suggest that, you know, the Lakers had two of the top five players in the league. Mm. So obviously they'd win this, but when you take a step back and look six weeks ago, when you're thinking about the the strength of the Bucks, the strength of the Clippers, and you look at all of these teams, and and the Lakers were favourites for the majority of the year, but they sit down to third favourites at, at some stage with the Clippers and the Bucks going above them. So it, it's most definitely not a a Golden State win where you just wrote it off regardless. But um, it's a good chip for the Lakers to win, especially in this this test this testing season. Yeah, I mean. I've seen a lot of people say, well, it flips either side, actually. Some people say, you know, it was even more difficult given the circumstances and other people say it, it, it's even easier given the circumstances for the Lakers and especially what? LeBron. I can't understand. And the one, the one thing I'd say to that, the one thing I'd say to that is, because the main point, other, other than circumstances, because, you know, all, all the teams face the circumstances. So, you know, you can't really say one had an edge over another. Maybe it benefits some people more than others, but who knows? The main thing people say is obviously they didn't have to go through the Clippers, but at the end of the day, that's not the Lakers' fault that the Clippers bowled no. it. So I, I don't you think you can hold that against them. You can only beat what's put in front of you. It's just yeah, exactly. Well, the four teams that were in the Eastern Conference and Western Conference Finals, respectively, were the four best teams of this season. There is like no debate over that in my mind. I mean, you could say the Denver Nuggets. I mean, the Clippers would have been a tougher matchup for the Denver Nuggets, but I mean, I don't know. It depends what Clippers you get because if it's the Clippers that was in that Nugget series, there's just no fight there. Um, yeah, no leadership. Uh, completely cracking in that game seven when they're meant to be, you know, the guys that are, are going on to face the Lakers. Mm. I think the Lakers probably were a little bit disappointed they didn't get to to beat the Clippers. If you know what I mean, to like yeah put that to bed a little bit. Um, but I don't uh, think anyone uh, is. Reg- I, I I actually do, and I, I listened to. Uh, the Bill Simmons podcast, he done it with Jared Dudley. They said that like they did want to face the Clippers and sort of, you know, prove their pedigree if if, if that's what it is. I don't think anyone's thinking that the Clippers, like or like the Lakers, aren't the right champions because they didn't face the Clippers. Though, if that makes sense. Mm. Um, I will say one thing though that uh, you could say that the fan, you know, the fan heat that some shooters may get um, didn't really affect them because, you know, there was no crowds. But I can assure you, after missing that shot in game six, that open uh, <laughs> shot right at the end to win the game, Danny Green, he got a lot of heat. Very, you know, under, you know, the people were throwing death threats and at him and all that, which I, I don't, I've never got um, particularly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's horrible as well. It doesn't make sense to, to deep it that much. It's just, a, it's just a game at the end of the day. And I don't, mm really understand how people think that's going to help him <laughs> he's just yeah. thinking about going to the next goal oh, if i miss another one i'm going to get death threats when i get home so um but you know what um that game seven sensational stuff that was one of the best games defensively particularly i think i've seen anyone play um mm. game six was a great game uh and and that's all i can really ask for from the finals because 
after game two, we were getting a bit, a little bit concerned that this was going to be like a rollover for um, yeah. not any competition. But I got to give credit to the Heat; they didn't roll over. Well, yeah, you could say they did roll over in that game six. I don't think they did. I just think that they I, played. I just impeccably. think they put in so much effort in those couple games beforehand mm. that just something had to give in the end. And yeah. I think that was the game where you just saw the culmination of the games before where the, they really put absolutely everything into it and they just couldn't keep it up. Well, speaking of putting everything into it, Goran Dragic actually made the floor, which I was so yeah. surprised about. Which and is incredible because yeah, I mean, that, he didn't... I mean, that injury, you're meant to be out yeah. for like four to six weeks minimum. Yeah, uh, and, and I know they said, you know, it can't get any worse for actually playing. But the pain he must have been in just to try and do that is, yeah. it, you know, big props to him for getting back on the floor. I think it sort of summarises a lot about that Miami Heat team. They just yeah. put their bodies on the line. They they give everything they've got. People yeah. talk a lot about Heat culture, so I don't think I need to go into that much. But mm. they they put, a, you know, presented a good view of themselves in the end didn't they really they, yeah, they gave the it all they could do all they could the future for that organization is very bright and yeah. you know we, t- we talk about the team but if you've got a single out one player and maybe the player even though he's on the losing side or pro- most definitely the player even though he's on the losing side that came out of this finals looking better than ever <laughs> was jimmy butler he, yeah. he wrote he rose to a level that i not that I didn't think he'd be able to reach because he does have games where he, he, he goes off. But the fact that he kept up that level of performance for almost all the games in the finals uh, and played 43 minutes per game on average and led the team in points, joining blocks, steals, assists, rebounds. Like it, he had an unbelievable series. Yeah, it wasn't one where he looked sort of like effortless and like he it was just like hard work he was attacking the basket all the time drawing fouls getting bumped playing defense like he was on lebron and ad a lot in that game game Mm -hmm. six i'm talking about particularly here because i just thought that was one of the best games i've seen Uh, like a finals performance from an individual um i just you know, and then and there was that moment right late on where I think he got fouled and he just goes over to the edge. He's just like hunched over, like he you could tell he put his all into that. Um, yeah. And yeah, I I like you had sort of doubts. Well, I didn't have doubts. I just I put him as sort of like a ten to twenty guy. I didn't think he was higher than that. But after that series in particular, I think you got to insert him in the top ten. Uh, and he's a guy that doesn't shoot, but. You know, he he can get buckets. He just he does everything else. He can't yeah. shoot. He can't <laughs> shoot from distance, but he can do everything else. So yeah, yeah. Man, man, me. You know what? He's not gonna like. He won't care that we're saying. Like, obviously, he won't care that we're saying this, but he oh, won't yeah. care that a lot of people perceive him as that. Now, he's the yeah, type of yeah. guy that will want to get better, and that's the best thing about it. Mm-hmm. I know, George. You'll probably want to go speak some gospel about Jimmy Butler right now. So I'll hand it over to you. I mean, I've been speaking gospel about Jimmy Butler for for years now. That that you you both know my admiration for that man. Um, I think that the performances that he put in the finals were above and beyond what I thought he was capable of. Um, mm-hmm. not, not capable of. I knew he could do stuff like that. Yeah, the it, consistency was it what was, it was uh, for me. Well, it was doing it in an NBA finals against the Los Angeles Lakers led by LeBron and AD, which was what was kind of mind-blowing because... Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, like you said in the, in the game six, he was 
phenomenal. I mean, he got a triple-double, I think, what, two or three times? He came very close, certainly three times, if not. Um, but the the kind of the, the, the game four performance, that 40 points that he dropped as well, he was just sensational. Bad game three, that one. Yeah. The um, the interesting thing that I'd like to uh, two points really just quickly. I remember just before when you when you was going on your tangent about the heat, Lewis, you did mention about how some people would suggest that this chip would be easier to win or harder to win. Yeah, and I can't really think of an argument of why people would suggest it was an easier chip to win. I mean, these guys are locked in the bubble for months. They only got to see members of their family for the mm. last two, three weeks of it. Certain restrictions placed on them from just their general freedom. Um, and obviously, I mean, don't get me wrong, these are professionally paid NBA athletes that, and they're not living in some confined prison. They're living in a great establishment that's got all the facilities that they could ask for. But at the end of the day, they're on their own in their rooms when they go out from their practice. So mm. I think that the the mental side of it and considering the fact as well, and, and I know that LeBron moaned at this for quite a lot of it, and you can debate whether it does make a difference or not. But these guys, some of them, like LeBron, have been in the in this in the league now for seventeen years, like a long, long time, and playing in this facility. Some of them need to get that 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 atmosphere in in the court to get going. And obviously, they don't have that there. They have their kind of sound effects is that would be played in their court whenever they make a bucket or whenever, whenever they're on defense and things like that, that will kind of trigger home nature to them. But I can't realistically think of how this could be an easier chip to win. I mean, well, I, I mean, I, I said the, the reasons people say, I, I, I don't agree with them. I'm just, you know, saying what people I think say. it's a hard, I think it's one of the, it's it, the hardest uh, chip well, if you're going to put as an asterisk on it. I'll give, I'll give a few examples of why it may be harder is, uh, well, it may be harder if you're not in the bubble. Is the travel? That's a big thing. You know, you, you some people can't sleep. Whatever. Um, traveling cross country a lot of times, especially in the finals, could be like a a drawback. And also, there's the home court advantage. There's a really good home court advantages in particular, like Denver, Toronto, Utah. I know for sure. Um, those are two things you could say that like makes it easier if you're in the bubble where you don't have that. Um, but I agree with you. I think the mental side of this is like more mm. of a challenge than any of those things I just said. Basically. Yeah, I, I think the two main things people have said, not that I agree with them, are the the fact. Uh, and this is mate. Let's face it. When anyone says it, it's mainly pertaining to LeBron James. Uh, and the two things were the one that they avoided the Clippers, which you know we've already said. Yeah, what what can they do? Like that's on the Clippers, not on the Lakers. And then the other one was. The, the rest beforehand plays into LeBron James's hands more than nearly anyone else in the league. But once again, like, so what? It, it, it doesn't yeah. make, you know, who cares? It doesn't make it an easier ring or an asterisk ring. They did it fair and square. It was, it's not easy to win a bloody championship. It's extremely, extremely difficult. And they managed yeah. to pull it off. I don't believe in asterisk rings anyway. I, I can, mm. I can get on the, the uh, notion of like footnotes, sort of like, Oh, they won the championship, but this sort of happened. Like, it doesn't take away from anything. It's just yeah. important to be mentioned. Like last year, obviously, KD only played one game in the finals for one quarter. Um, this year, I think there is a footnote as well that the fact that Bam missed two games, Goran Dragic wasn't there. Oh yeah, I mean, the that. Yeah, I forgot um, that. Not that I think it changes the overall outcome. Yeah, I mean, uh, sometimes I question it. I think it would have been more competitive, mm. and it was pretty competitive already. So I don't know. But um, 
Nah. Why not? I, mean, I think that's the same argument once again is you can only beat what's in front of you. And uh, yeah. people say, you know, if you improve the level of the opposition, then that also the people that they play against will raise their level to overcome them. So I, I, I don't think, level. I think Jimmy raised his level given the fact yeah. that Goran was out. But I also yeah, think exactly. Goran obviously he adds his 20, his 20 points per game or whatever. He's their leading scorer going into that series. Mm. And also I think he makes life a little bit easier for Bam in terms of pick and roll. There's no one else really on the heat that could do that to a great effect like they did in the Celtic series anyway. So I think those are two things that are important to consider. Like I said, I think the, the outcome of this was always, you know, the two best guys on the court come out on top. Because basically when you look at it from one end, like LeBron James and Anthony Davis are just better versions of Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo. Um and when you re- remove the uh, like totality, what Goran Dragic brings is just like, it's done. Um, so, yeah, that's my thoughts. Anyway. Mm. So just to, to kind of segue on here using, you mentioned Bam Adebayo. So something that I would, wanted to talk about was that obviously there were the rumours that were flying around sort of back in March time that the Miami Heat wasn't going to extend Bam Adebayo's contract. And it never really got cleared up because they used it at the same time when, I mean, at the trade deadline when they signed Iguodala, this was when it was kind of coming up. So, um, and obviously the season that they've had now with Bam Adebayo on their roster. The thing that is interesting to me is obviously that, obviously that the Yanis free agency coming up, that the kind of two teams that are always earmarked with Yanis is the Miami Heat and the Golden State Warriors. Like, there's obviously going to be loads of teams that are going into it, but I'm just talking about kind of what you genuinely see on NBA Twitter. You, you see the Yanis smoke, and then right next to it, you see the Miami Heat and the Golden State Warriors. Now, Yanis Antetokounmpo and Bam Adebayo both have the same agent. So if they don't sign extensions this year, it's going to be very interesting to see what transpires between the Miami Heat and the Milwaukee Bucks going into that off-season if there's a sign and trade with both of these. Because if that's what's going to happen the Miami Heat suddenly become not just kind of, I mean, they were overlooked this year, if you want to put it in that context of that, and they made the NBA finals. And that already, when you look at the odds that have been produced for next season, the Miami Heat are kind of seven, four, eight already. If they get Yanis Antetokounmpo, do they become favourites to win the NBA title? Mm, um, I mean, firstly, I, I don't like the thought of trading away Bam Adebayo because I think he's such a unique like, I feel like if he develops his game a little bit, um, he could look like Anthony Davis looked in that finals like this year. Like He has that similar skill set to me, and he's a great defensive player already. He was great in a load of series. That would be a very, very bitter pill for me to swallow. And again, I, don't, I just don't see the Bucks trading Yanis. So if, if this is going from a realistic standpoint, I don't think they do that. But if they were to get Yanis, um, I mean, they'd be up there. There's a, there's a lot of teams vying for this position now, you realise, like, a couple more wrinkles in terms of the Brooklyn Nets and the Golden State Warriors. I think the Lakers are still the favourites, if that were to happen, but I don't think it will happen. Mm. Yeah, I, mean, I think it's more, isn't it, that Miami can persuade Bam to wait on the new contract for a year so that they can get the cap space for the max free agent in 2021? Something along those lines, yeah. Yeah, so I think it's I think it's trying to convince Bam to I thought you talked hold about out money for a bit so that they can get the Yanis like player in. Oh, if it was that case, then uh, no, I'd still put the Lakers as favourites. I'm not going to lie. I don't think Yanis done anything to prove to me that 
he's I mean that's the totality of that team would be immense but you just got to put I'm not going to doubt LeBron James after what I did this season that's just <laughs> my take on it anyway they're going to get better next season in my opinion I don't know how I'm not sure if it'll be like terms in terms of personnel but I just feel like Anthony Davis has more to give LeBron will just remain steady throughout the time um and there'll be loads of now better high-end role players wanting to play with that yeah. team, whereas I think they were sceptical a little bit before, maybe. Don't know mm. why they would be. But I think that's the main thing, is this year was like, when it, when it came to fitting the pieces around AD and LeBron, it, it was kind of like they had to quickly, especially after the Kawhi thing that went down when he went to the Clippers and kind of left the Lakers out to try, they had to quickly assemble this team. Now yeah. they're going to have a full off-season to actually improve the pieces around them and probably, you'd think, make the team even better. So so this Lakers team is only going to get better than it was. And yeah. they've already won the championship this year, so it's just scary going into next season. Even without a Yanis sort of thing, I think the Heat will be better as well. Um, yeah, continuity matters. I, I truly think that. Um, mm. And I, was, uh, I know that Goran Dragic, Jay Crowder, they're both free agents this season. And I expect they'll both sign up and I think they'll both sign up like they won't demand the utmost of money. I, I just think those guys will want to stay there and they'll want to win personally. I think Jimmy wants will want Dragic to stay as well because he yeah. does. Um so I think that team will be better. I don't I like I looked at those odds you sent the other day, George. I think that is immensely disrespectful on the Miami Heat. Um they were below loads of teams, weren't they? Below like the Celtics, which you know they literally just beat them. Um <laughs> Warriors, which you know you have to take that into consideration. It'll be a very interesting season next season due to those two added, you know, like real contenders. Um, but yeah. to me, LeBron James is still the favorite. Yeah, and I mean, you know, staying on the heat, they have some young players who who showed up big, and you know, players like Tyler Hero, and not only that, they're play yeah, players like Duncan Robinson who quite clearly improved as the playoffs went on. So they mm -hmm. are just getting better. Well, I mean, I thought you was going to kind of do a 50-50 there. Yeah, they've got a lot of players that improve, but one that I know Louis was definitely um, vocal of was Kendrick Nunn's performance. Oh, yeah, he, he was pretty good those last two games. Well, he was he pretty good. Game six. game six, he was definitely good. Game six, I mean, uh, sorry, game five, I should say. Game five, he was good. Game six, like everyone was poor. I'm not going to go on him with that. But uh, for me, everything he does is just like out of the rhythm. Like they're, they're very like, you know, pass the ball, find the open man-centric team where he's like an ISO player. That's fine to have. I don't mind that. But um, I didn't think he was very good in the past. And I don't think Spolstra did either because he didn't play him, apart from when he was going to. So, fair play. Yeah, him and Kelly Olynyk as well when he came I on. think Kelly should have played. <laughs> Kelly should have definitely played, especially because I thought I know Bam got like 25 and 10 game six, but I thought he wasn't very good. Uh, but, I don't know about that. I mean, when I mean, you add, when you when you look at the cumulative points added for the Miami Heat players in the finals, Jimmy Butler, Duncan Robinson, and Kelly Olynyk were the only players in positive plus minus. And mm -hmm. I know plus minus is a fraudulent stat anyway, but yeah. it was an interesting thing tonight. The, I mean, Game Six was literally won by Duncan Robinson getting like seven threes, getting twenty-seven points. I mean, I yeah, know I, Jimmy Butler had a great game, but like... yeah, I, I mean, when I look at these, and I, and I should probably make a, uh, an asterisk here on this that when I say those three are the only in 
positive ones out of the plus minus. Kelly O'Linick was 2.5 plus. Duncan Robinson was 4.45 plus, And Jimmy Butler was 25.9 plus. So there is a quite seasonal gap there. I mean, I think Kelly O'Linick might be a free agent. I'm not too sure. I think he might be a free agent this summer. I think he'd be great for the Lakers on the other side because... I know you mentioned Dwight Howard. I don't like Dwight Howard at all. I think he's an idiot. Um, and they didn't play him in the last the last game of the, the series because, like, it just didn't make sense because they were targeting him every single time in the pick and roll. Mm. Um, they went small. And I think they're best when AD is at the five. I know he doesn't yeah, want to great. do that every single game. So I think Olenek, with his spacing, pretty good option for them. Um, yeah. But, yeah, oh, I think... Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I think Tyler Harrow was... Very under par from what I expected from him from the the past few series, particularly Boston. I thought he was great in that series, but this one showed his youth a little bit more, a little bit more development needed. Yeah, maybe. If I remember rightly, I I, I think LeBron has a lot of beef with Kelly Olynyk. Really? Yeah. I think, <laughs> what I, a weird one. <laughs> it was from I, I believe it was when Kelly Olynyk was on the Celtics. And LeBron was at the Cavs, and LeBron and Kelly Olynyk. Well, only put well. You can make the argument. It's, it's sort of that thing of did he actually mean to do it or not? And I think he injured Kevin Love in a playoff game, and he was down. And LeBron obviously thought he's done it on purpose. And they've had some like beef before. Like I, LeBron's thrown a ball like directly at Kelly Olynyk's head before. Like yeah. I, I, I don't know if it's just kind of you're on the court and it's just like that. That kind of to use the word passion during the game or if it's some like and all's forgiven when they kind of step off it or if there's some actual kind of not bad blood but LeBron isn't yeah. uh, his biggest fan so uh, if that is the case I LeBron that Kelly Olenek is definitely not going to like his yeah. next year but... I, will, I will say on the uh, Dwight Howard point I know you don't like him Louis. I know a lot of people don't like him but I was in a sense, somewhat happy to see him win a ring because I will say I do think he's, as a player, especially in his prime, obviously, he does go under the radar a lot of the time. And I think the the fact he's got a ring now, even though you know he didn't win it when he was in his prime, mm. will give him a bit more respect that his game deserves. Yeah, I think if you flush out all of the other seasons apart from his Orlando Magic like time, I can see that. Um, but the fact he's literally been on like sixteen, or well, he was on like seventeen yeah, in seven years, and they could not wait to get rid of him at every single one. Like one year, and he's done. Um, that's just something different to me. But I do agree in his prime, like physically, athletically, he was unbelievable. Mm. It hasn't aged very well because like he didn't have a lot of ability or skill. Yeah, and the way, the, the way the league's <laughs> tended as well. Yeah, um, yeah, it hasn't helped his game, but. I do think he goes massively under the radar because when you really think about it, and I had this conversation with you before, when you look at like the, obviously he's not in the conversation for the best sense of all time, but say top 10, we were listing him earlier. He yeah. he is around that like 10 to 12 mark, I would say. And I think the ring helps people recognize that. I agree. I think uh, they don't win the Denver. Well, I mean, they probably do win the Denver series without him. But yeah, he was pretty good in that series. You yeah, roughing up Jokic and that. So he had mm. his contributions. Don't get me wrong. Um, it just like pains me a little bit inside to see him awarded with a championship ring. Uh, I can't put anything more than that. It just annoys me. <laughs> I mean, that's fair enough. You obviously just <laughs> I find you him extremely him. unlikable. Respect his game and his pride, but you don't like him. You don't no, seem to like. Yeah, him. I mean, you know what? 
That, that's fair enough. You're being honest about it. We'll have to do a swingman spotlight on him. Uh, yeah, I think <laughs> so because there is some interesting stories about his, oh, his snake antics and his love of <laughs> farting in people's faces. Um, <laughs> it's just like, yeah, yeah. I mean, like if he was a bit more serious in his, I think it's with me. It's a case of more like he annoys me because he could have been better. Like he was, like you suggested, he's. I think he's probably top 10, 12 centers as well. But with his physical attributes, if he just put a little more effort in and he just wasn't as goofy as he is, um, I think he could have been even greater legacy, if that makes sense. But yeah, fair play to him. Hmm. Yeah, it's an interesting one. Um, that being said, do you want to move on to some of the news we've heard well, today? I, I was just, just before we do that, I was just looking up at... Um... The Kelly Olynyk thing. So in yeah. in where is it? Where have we gone? So in July seventh, on July the seventh, two thousand seventeen, he signed a four year, fifty million dollar contract at the Miami Heat. So he'll be in the off season in twenty twenty one. Okay. And then whilst I was also doing this, in uh, April twenty seventh, two thousand fifteen, he was suspended for one game, and he was fined twenty thousand dollars for pulling Kevin Love's arm during the Cleveland Boston game in the playoffs. So I believe that was what I was referring to. So. Okay, I'd be surprised if they said that five years. Oh. Yeah, you find when these players go to the same team as well, it just sort of dissipates and no one really yeah. cares that much. Um, I expect that. Like, look, Kelly Olynyk will know his place with, you mm. know, the second greatest, maybe greatest of all time, depends on oh, how you consider things. Oh, I'll do that conversation now. Let's oh, do let's that. do I mean, it gets the people going. Like, listen, it does get they love it. <laughs> yeah, we said, to be fair, I'll, I'll do a little bit about it now because mm. I remember when we made that... Uh, that list uh, uh, of the top 20 players of all time, and I'm pretty sure Kareem ended up being second ahead of LeBron. Because yeah, me and you put him ahead. And I did say at the time, I think even in the podcast, I said, if LeBron wins another title or he gets another regular season MVP, I would put him ahead to second. So I will say now, for me, definitively, LeBron is the second greatest player of all time. Mm-hmm. I agree. I think I said that at the time as well. I think the the thing is with this conversation, there'll always be pe- people in their own camps. It's very rare yeah. that people like like get swayed by a certain event or that. Um, yeah. I think if LeBron goes on to win two or three, like uh, sorry, another two or one or two championships after this one, um, that conversation becomes a little more zesty for me because not only would he have longevity, he does have longevity on Michael Jordan. There's no doubt about that. That's not even a conversation. Um, I think it's just more the peak. And it'd be very strange to be like his peak is between 30 and like 38. Um, <laughs> like it, it would be that. Um, but that could seriously happen. And, you know, right now I put him second. I agree. But you know, it's, it's, it's a conversation. It is a conversation. And people like it because they like yeah. to have the I mean, 10 lists. They just at do. the end of the so, day. At the end of the day, it's all hyperbole. We're trying to compare different players across different, yeah, across different decades where the game had different rule sets, played completely, completely opposite to the way it's played. Well, not maybe not opposite, but you know, the, the strengths and weaknesses of, of of the league are completely different now as they were a few decades ago. So, at the end of the day, it's all here. So, the yeah. the way I the way I see these kind of conversations going is that the 
there are three types of people. There are the people that obviously now will say that LeBron James is the greatest of all time. There are the people that now that say that Michael Jordan's the greatest of all time. And then you have your, just much like with any kind of vote, you have people that will sway. I don't think that if LeBron wins another two championships and wins six, that people will, the Michael Jordan people will say that LeBron's the greatest of all time because they'll always have the excuse of that he lost finals and he's lost all of those finals that he's been in. Um, but I do think if LeBron James goes on and wins, maybe not one, but if he definitely wins two, there will be a lot of people that will sway and they will say that LeBron James, because of everything you've mentioned, the longevity, doing it in his uh, this stage of his career, doing it across multiple teams and final MVPs with them, there's going to be a serious, seriously strong argument for him in that case. So, Yeah, um, and those people that say that will be wrong. But, you know, here we, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... All I will say, that finals was, I think, the best of his career, actually. Um, yeah, I think it's definitely up there. Highest field goal percentage. They couldn't stop him. They just Yeah, it, almost 60% field goal is nuts, you know. It is know. ridiculous. 40% yeah. from Over 40% from three as well. He, he was unbelievable. He time. was very good, but I, I still would retain the Golden State Warriors one when they were down. Yeah, I think that's because, especially because of the team he was up against. Like, the, that, you need to bring the context to the stats as well. That, uh, I that. think that definitely swallows it. That team that he faced, being down what he was down and being able to win that is potentially one of the greatest championship rings of all time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think people would consider that the greatest. Quite a few would consider that because it's, it's Cleveland as well, which is like like naturally defined, and we don't really follow other American sports as much. But like, the, uh, it's like a loser city. The um, only championship that city's ever won. Yeah, it is. And, um, not, not basketball, period. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. And, uh, I don't know. I just thought like that that game uh, where they did lose game six, but he was so good. Yeah, uh, that, was really one of his, that was one of his best finals performances, I think, to be fair. Yeah, I think it's up there with game one, uh, 2018, where J.R. Smith just completely lost it. Um, that was a great game. He almost beat the Warriors with KD single-handedly on his own. Um, mm. So I don't think you ever come close to that. But th- that, that was a great game. And it was really fun to see those two trading blow for blow um yeah uh, but yeah that, that, let's leave that for now yeah. we'll probably get... we have a few minutes left so let's um so let's move on to some sort of news that's been been going mm-hmm. around so um some kind of breaking news has been Louis's favorite franchise the houston mm-hmm. Rock. Do you want to touch on it? um you know I, I actually wasn't that surprised i mean maybe i'll there was always a part of me that thought with new ownership, they like to change everything up. And uh, they were acquired, I think, not this season, but last season by a guy who's quite outspoken. Um, and I always thought that he may want a clean house. And, you know, they traded Chris Paul. They got rid of Mike D'Antoni this year. And now they've got rid of that that uh, GM that's been there from, I don't know, 2006, 2007. Long, long time. Um so that's franchise just going to look completely different, and I'm not yeah. sure what they're going to do with those players either. Like, yeah, I mean, that's that's what I was going to say. You know, Dan Tony leaves, Maury steps down. Uh, is something happening with the a big thing happening with the roster next? I know they added Westbrook this year, but do they try and change that about as well? Yeah, uh, I'm sure they would actually quite like to get rid of Westbrook um, because we've seen where that is. I know you said. That the Houston Rockets were your biggest disappointment of this season, George. I have to disagree because I did 
I expected absolutely nothing. So, like, how can I be oh, disappointed? Oh, you expected nothing. Well, not in the postseason. I didn't expect them to get the Western Conference Finals. I, I mean, they probably could have done if they placed the Clippers. Yeah, which is what they did. <laughs> they, they did get where I expected them to get in the end. But to be fair, I think the biggest disappointment has to be Clippers. It can't be the Rockets. Oh, yeah. The, I mean, the Milwaukee Bucks' best friend is the Los Angeles yeah, Clippers because they removed right, everything. Right, yeah. yeah, it's true. Everything that all, all the ritual that had gone towards the Bucks was cleared when the Clippers came through and did that. And then that is the reason like I can't be disappointed in the Rockets because like I had expectations of the or I had the expectation they win the championship. So mm. you know that's my disappointment. I, I expect the Rockets ended up where I expected them to. Yeah. I don't think they ever changed uh, trade James Harden sorry because like he gives you like a base level of success. You're gonna make the playoffs whenever well at this moment in time anyway, whenever he's on the team. And so that retains a certain amount of value, which they will want to keep. But yeah, they don't have a coach yet. They don't have a GM. It's a bit of a franchise in flux. Mm. Yeah, I do, I do agree with you. They are, they do seem to be in a uh, point of transition. And, and we don't know if that's going to follow through all the way to the team itself. I, could see, I mean, mainly with the big stars. I could very easily see someone like Carl Kuzma on, on, on the Rockets or something like that. I, I mean, I, yeah, but who cares? But that's not going to do it. <laughs> We're talking about Westbrook and Harden, not Kuzma, for God's sake. There's levels to this. Yeah. <laughs> Kuzma, again, the, the, you, you were talking about your disappointment in Kuzma. I didn't really expect that much from Kuzma because he's been terrible this whole season as well. He's got defense. Like, he's got better defensively, actually. I'll give him that. But yeah, do you know? I'll tell you, I didn't expect anything from him in the finals, and, and it happened was Danny Gray. <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't, I don't think people say he's, you know, he's been poor, but he's going to have that one big game in the finals. Didn't happen. No, I, I, I like Danny Green, but I don't like to kick a man when he's down. I think yeah. he's had enough but, of it. I mean, he's, he's won his championship. And fair play to him. Third yeah. one, yeah, he, he wasn't great. I, I hope he. Uh, I mean, I think I said this last year, but I hope he gets back to what we know he can do. I think he's on a multi-year contract with the Lakers as well. He, he got pretty big big bucks because he waited until, very smartly, he waited until Kawhi um, signed his contract. Then, like, the uh, the Lakers were after him and they wanted anyone, so they gave pretty decent money, I think. Um, uh, under a two-year deal. I think it was 30 mil. That's pretty decent. I mean, I'll take that. I mean, Iguodala's on that money as well. So, you know, Iguodala played it smart as well. <laughs> he did. He played it very, very smartly. And I know the Memphis Grizzlies hate him for it, but <laughs> on a contender. Made the finals, like, what, uh, five years in a row now? Six, um, six, six years in a row. So there you go. Yeah. Um, I mean, the real funny thing when looking back at that deal is everyone was so, so excited about Iguodala being on the heat, but the real gem they got was when yeah, Jay Crowder right. came over because he slotted in totally. brilliantly for them. Yeah. I mean, it made them a little bit smaller, which I don't think really came yeah, into the yeah. hands with the Lakers. Um, but yeah, it's been an interesting season. I liked that video you linked, George, uh, the one where it just summed up all the moments of this season, which like you completely forget about because it's literally a calendar year long. But the Cat and Bead fight, great highlight. <laughs> completely forgot about it. Um, I enjoyed that. Um, oh, you can't forget the Twitter and Instagram posts after that as well. Oh, yeah, yeah they were. Running into the Lions den and all of that. Well, the Jimmy Butler one after the TJ Warren thing as well. Yeah, uh, yeah. out of my league. Different class. Don't put him on me. Yeah. And he's right <laughs> in the end. Was he? Yeah, he definitely <laughs> proved that. 
No, he's right then as well, to be honest, TJ Warren's right. That's why I think that was my main point with that, is that TJ Warren's kind of a role, role player. It's like pick on someone your own size, mm-hmm. um, which he did in the end, to be fair. Yeah, true. They, he said they were in trouble, but unfortunately, not enough trouble. Mm. Yeah, I think um, the last kind of notable news mentioned that's come out sort of between now and the Lakers want to chip is that um, Anthony Davis is obviously going to opt out of his contract and is expected to re-sign with the Los Angeles. Yeah, sounds great. Well. Shocking news that that is there. I was expecting him fully to go to the Chicago Bulls after flirting with them for a few times. This year. Yeah, yeah, it seems that Rondo's no. going to opt out as well, which... I think Again, he's in line for big money. Yeah, especially after his, his stock will have risen after this finals massively. Yeah, so we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens with that. I think the Lakers will definitely make oh. an effort to re-sign him. But oh, they will. But the, you, no. this, the Rondo move is is already written in the stars of what will happen. Okay, uh, player, a player who's been, as Louis said, pretty much underwhelming for two straight years, um, has then had an unbelievable finals performance for what he is and his standard in his career right now. Uh, opts out of his contract and is up for a bigger pay rise and income mm. for the Knicks. So <laughs> it's always a story there, isn't it? They always get those players that are overpaid for performances like this. Quickly before we go, I want to ask you, gut reaction, we haven't had off-season draft, whatever yet. Um, your predictions for the NBA 2021 champions. Oh, mate, well, from a minute 40 left on this podcast. My yeah, pretty, uh, you know what? Screw it. I'll come in first. Gut reaction. Lakers go back to back. I mean, I'm, sti- I'm still sticking with the Lakers. If LeBron's there, I'm sticking with them. I'm All right, Louis, you got a spicy pick instead um, of the Lakers. So after I have a spicy pick, I was going to say Lakers, but I'll say a spicy pick to, to yeah, you. Yeah, you're not allowed to say the Lakers. Yeah, no, you can say the Lakers if you want, mate. Oh, yeah, it probably like that would be my immediate favorite, but that's a bit boring. And I, I don't really want the Lakers to win yeah. back to back. I mean, whoever's the favorite, I'll root against. That's just how I go. Um, <laughs> so, uh, retooled Golden State Warriors. Oh, <laughs> Smash Brothers come back. Decent no, odds, decent odds. You see, I know it's because they've got Andrew Wiggins. No, of course. Oh, that's going to be the win. He's going to be the final Andrew MVP. Wiggins. <laughs> finals MVP before Steph will be. Never win in a finals MVP for Christ's sake. So I book it, bookmark this, put it in the podcast. <laughs> podcast number 53, 54. Right, and Louis we Halpin, just said Andrew it. Wiggins is never going to win a finals MVP. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he's worried about that. To be honest. <laughs> well, if Andrew you never know. Finals MVP, I will happily stand corrected on that. <laughs> Um, but we'll wrap that one up there now uh, thank you very much for listening let us know what you think of this NBA season and go on hit us with who you think is going to win the 21, 2021 NBA <laughs> championship uh, make sure you're following us on Twitter on Instagram and on Facebook at Swingman Pod uh, check our website website out www.swingmanpod.com and we'll catch you in the next podcast stay safe and stay healthy <laughs>